0: Today on CityCast Pittsburgh.
1: They're coming to get you, Barbara. Stop it. You're ignorant. They're coming for you, Barbara. Who knew
0: a low-budget zombie movie made in Pittsburgh in the 60s would become one of the most iconic horror films ever? Local filmmaker George Romero shot *Night of the Living Dead* around Evans City in the South Side, and cast Pittsburgh's own Judith O'Day as Barbara. As your Halloween treat, we're here with one of the OG Scream Queens. It's Monday, October thirty-first. I'm Morgan Moody, and this is CityCast Pittsburgh.
1: Johnny came and he ran and he he fought this man. And I got so afraid, I ran, I ran, I ran. And Johnny didn't come.
0: Judith, you're one of the most, or you're part of one of the most influential zombie horror films, Night of the Living Dead. And it was your first on-screen role, is that right? It was, Yes. Where did
1: you study acting? Uh, Actually, I always wanted to be an actor, a singer. That's Mm -hmm. how I started my career in musical theater. I went to the Pittsburgh Playhouse. Mm -hmm. I was accepted at Carnegie Tech. That was called Carnegie Tech at that Mm -hmm. time. It's now Mm -hmm. uh, Carnegie Mellon. Into the drama department, but I decided not to go. I had begun making a living At a very early age, throughout my high school career, I I think my acting came, or my my training came from doing. I I watched people I admired. I tried to emulate what I felt was the, the goodness of acting and their performance. Having believability be at the core of whatever I did what were your thoughts
0: when you first got the script for the, for the movie?
1: I never did receive a script, Morgan. I, the, the screenplay was really in process mm. of being written as we were shooting the film. So it, it, oftentimes the day's work was a total surprise to me. When I I'd come in on set, somebody would hand me some pages and say, this is what we're going to do today. Mm-hmm. So I, I really had no idea what the story was about or my role in it.
0: So the ending was kind of, I don't know, it was a total surprise for me. I'm sure it was a surprise <laughs> then for moviegoers, too. Was it a total surprise to you, too, like since you never got a script? Uh,
1: well, it, it wasn't a surprise because I I didn't know it any differently. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, after the fact, in, oh, years later, when George and I ran into each other, we were doing a convention together, we had a, a Q&A with the audience. I learned more from George in those Q&As about our own film than I ever knew. George originally wanted to have Barbara be the last person alive. He was going to hone in with the camera. There was supposed to be a tear coming down Barbara's face Mm -hmm. at the very end of the film. I never knew that because George never shot it. He rethought and said, that's just not not the way I think it should end. Consequently, uh, we ended, uh, as you well know, in a way that not too many films if any, at that time, ended with all the, the lead performers dying. It, it was a, a groundbreaker at that time.
0: have to admit that when I finally was old enough, you know, to watch Night of the Living Dead, <laughs> I was shocked when I saw the lead actor in a 1960s horror movie was a black man, you know. Um, yeah. How was this film breaking boundaries uh, during that time?
1: That's one of the most exciting things for me about the film. And one which makes me thrilled to think that back in 1968, we we did break boundaries. Mm. Having Dwayne Jones uh, as Ben was, you know how that happened? It was really quite accidental. In fact, Rudy Ritchie, a fellow who was in the film as well and worked on production with us, was going to play Ben. Mm. But when uh, Dwayne came to Pittsburgh, he was told, why don't you come on in, meet George Romero and just uh, audition for the film, he did come in audition. Of all the people who auditioned for that role, Dwayne was the best. So there was no question. It mm-hmm. didn't. You know, it wasn't written for a white man playing this role. It was just a fellow playing this role. Right. And for George, didn't matter at all. Dwayne had the best audition, and we went with the best. I think one of the most notable
0: and impressive things when you consider how successful The Night of the Living Dead was, and and still is, is that it was filmed outside of Hollywood and on a tight budget, you know, at that. Mm -hmm. So what did you think of its success as an independent film at the time? Like, what did you think that, at that time, that meant?
1: At that time, Mm -hmm. I didn't know diddly squat about (laughs) it. None of us, I think, ever dreamed that the film would grow exponentially, more and more popular. Hmm. We were thrilled that we made the film outside of Hollywood and uh, just hoped that it would be financially successful enough to go on to make bigger and better films. And as it turned out, Night really stands out as... uh, Something that's just gone on—I cannot believe it—for almost fifty-five years now.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: and and
0: its its influence on so many things in pop culture, even
1: Michael Jackson's Thriller video. Yeah, which, you know
0: the the yeah,
1: it's amazing. It. I think it took me about twenty-five years when I came back to Pittsburgh for the twenty-fifth anniversary of the mm. film, having gone back to California. I really was out of the loop as far as what was happening with the film. I did get articles from family, maybe from friends, and it surprised me that the film continued to interest the viewing audience. But when I went to the zombie jamboree on the 25th anniversary and met so many people Mm -hmm. who cared about the film that I, I became far more aware that this film wasn't going to go away, that forever what magic things we did, uh, it was gaining a bigger and bigger audience. It was really exciting, I think, for all of us to see that happen. Do you like to dance?
0: What seems to surprise some of the fans the most about the film uh, or, or what seems to be the most meaningful to them, some meaningful aspects of the film to them uh, if you talk to them at the
1: conventions? I have some of the best conversations with mm-hmm. people of all ages at those conventions. In fact, that's one of my favorite, favorite things about mm-hmm. going. They often mention Barbara's reaction to everything that was going on. And mm-hmm. They questioned, they, they said, well, do you think Barbara was weak, a weak character, because of that catatonia that mm-hmm. she went through? Maybe we better go out and get him.
2: We have to go out and get Johnny. He's out there.
1: So often I, I say, no, I don't believe she was weak at all. I believe that... Everybody reacts to terror, something heinous and unexplainable, in his or her own unique way. Absolutely. To me, Barbara's reaction made perfect sense. Having just seen her brother killed, seeing what looks like the dead come back to life, having her go inside herself to figure this out before she could really participate uh wholeheartedly in mm-hmm. present day made perfect sense. You were so convincing,
0: um, in the role, you know. I, I really felt that if I were to see that, that's exactly especially on the second watch. I think the first time I watched, maybe I felt that way, that the same way that everybody else did too. Like Oh, I don't know. Would this would this be how somebody would react? And then the second time, I thought, absolutely, this absolutely would be how somebody would react to the situation. This is unfathomable. You would be paralyzed with fear if this were to ever happen in real life. You just were so convincing.
1: That's I, I just <laughs> that that just fills my heart to hear you say that. I'm mm-hmm. so glad because you're right. Everybody would react. Uh, a different way. Mm -hmm. And as I said, it it seemed very appropriate. Now, when you look at the remake, I think that was 1992, you look at the remake, Barbara plays the role entirely differently. She has her fatigue. She's got an Uzi. She's Mm -hmm. ready to, to take on the world. Whatever I lost, I lost a long time ago, and I do not plan on losing anything else. You can talk to me about losing it when you stop screaming at each
2: other like a bunch of two-year-olds.
1: Which, in 1992, was appropriate for the time. Women were brewing bras, and they they were making themselves known as important entities on this planet. Mm -hmm. But, um, now it's both versions, I think, stand alone and are accurate for when they were filmed. Well, the setting was
0: one thing that didn't change from the original to the adaptation. So what was, you know, the
1: role of the set in the movie? Oh, well, the set plays an integral role. In fact, that house was really one of the main characters, I think, in Mm -hmm. that entire movie. And I loved that house. It was cold and dank. It, It just created... A wonderful atmosphere for us to to act in. Yeah, I, I loved being in that house. If you don't
0: mind me asking, can I get you to say the famous line from the movie?
1: Oh, I, I think I can take a crack at that one. <laughs> I, I wish I wish Russ Reiner were here because he could do it just beautifully, but they're coming to get you, Barbara. Judith
0: O'Day is an actress. She portrayed Barbara in Night of the Living Dead. Thank you so much for taking the time today to speak with us.
1: Morgan, it's been a a pleasure. Thank you for inviting me and do have a happy holiday season.
0: A little more news before you go. A union election is now underway at Pittsburgh Broadcasting Corporation. The proposed bargaining unit would cover dozens of people who make content for WESA, that's our city's NPR station, and WYEP, our alternative music station. Organizers say they want more equitable wages and a better approach to diversity, equity, and inclusion. They were hoping that management would voluntarily recognize the union, but management referred the process to the National Labor Relations Board. If you've got a running tab from your trips on the turnpike, you might want to pay up soon. New state legislation lowers the threshold for when the PA turnpike can start proceedings to cancel vehicle registrations. They can come after drivers now who owe $250 in unpaid tolls. It used to be $500, about $500 in unpaid tolls. The change will go into effect 60 days after Governor Tom Wolf signs the bill into law. And a reminder, tomorrow is the last day to apply for a mail-in ballot for the November 8th election. So if you want to vote by mail, register now. That's all for today here on CityCast Pittsburgh. If you enjoyed the show, tell a friend, rate the show, subscribe to our morning newsletter. And if there is a zombie attack tonight, make sure you don't look them in the eyes and get in a secure location with your friends. Board everything up. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. So we'll see you then. I've had one large coffee today and no breakfast. So (laughs) my life is really together.